Hello, everyone. This is the Millennials and Money Cafe with Marilyn O'Malley. And um, I am a tapping into wealth and success transformation coach. And you can find more out about me at MarilynO'Malley.com. That's M-A-R-I-L-Y-N-O-M-A-L-L-E-Y.com. And I am going to talk to you today about overcoming the struggling healer syndrome and how to be a healthy and wealthy healer. So why am I talking about this? Well, one, I'm a healer, and, um, and I have a lot of healers that are millennials or Gen Ys uh, that listen to me. And how do you know if you're a healer? How do you know? Because you know what? As funny as it may be, I was a body worker for 17 years, a uh, trainer. Uh, I started in holistic health. I never thought of myself as a healer or a light worker. And so I have the feeling a lot of you might not think of yourself as a healer or light worker. Even though I worked in the health industry, I didn't think of myself as a healer. I didn't think that I thought I was just learning a craft or learning a skill. I didn't realize how much of me went into my work, which is the healer. And I'm not talking about healing, the healer being the one who heals. I'm just using it as a term uh, for those of us who facilitate or create opportunities uh, through through um, healing, either through um, just being ourselves, just having having people feel better around us, just from our our own high vibrational energy, or whether you're a hands-on healer, uh, you know, literally doing Reiki or massage or acupuncture or a chiropractic, or diet, nutrition, or exercise, um, you know, any of those, a doctor, a nurse, um, all of those people are healers. And, um, and then there, there, there's other healers, the creatives who create beautiful artwork, um, or, or experiences, actors, musicians, the music that touches people's hearts, that moves them, that cracks them open, that wakes them up, or uh, you know, calls attention. Whether it's on, whether it's acting on stage, whether it's music, whether it's making somebody laugh. Um, again, there's so many ways to be a healer. Uh, somebody who shines shoes, just bringing positive energy and listening to people, um, is a healer. So, how to tell if you are a healer? You are a healer or a light worker if you feel called to help or heal others. Uh, want to resolve the world's social and environmental problems. So there's causes that you that you have a real connection to and you feel like you're a part of that process. You believe that spiritual methods can heal any situation. Um, Again, you know, you, you might have an idea, you might not believe all areas, but parts of, you know, whatever it is that you believe at this time, moving towards um, using spirituality is, is, is a way of healing. 
have had mystical experiences such as psychic premonitions or encounters with angels or, um, you know, can read energy and, and, um, and, and uh, work with energy in a way that, that you can see results from that. Um, wanting to heal your own life as a step in the a step forward in the in the healing world and i don't know that um people necessarily are conscious all the time that they want to heal themselves but they're i would say that they're they're taking steps to discover deeper who they are and why they're here or and there's a variety of ways again to to go through that so it might be that like you you're not saying oh i i want to heal myself it might be like you know what i'm really interested in delving into seeing what my soul wants um or you might delve into your dreams or you might be working on um getting your body healthy so those are just steps um to the bigger healing picture um and you feel compelled to write teach or counsel about your healing experiences and again, I think, you know, yes, you can have that. And, and there can be other ways of being a parent and being loving and ha- having compassion and empathy and being courageous and, you know, holding that loving space and creating beautiful spaces or creative spaces for their children or their family to grow up in. That, that to me, is, is a... Is a a person who's conscious about creating um, and using energy and is a is a healer. So, and a lot of us healers at this time too are feeling a sense of time urgency, the, a, a sense of like that there's something big that we're doing and we need to um, we need to do it. It's do you know we don't necessarily understand, but it's like we're feeling this sense of urgency come up, and what that sense of urgency is. Is uh, is about your healing. Is about you know it's time. The humanity and the planet need you, and um, they and that it is um, taking care of you that is uh, so important. And that's and that's how taking care of you is going to overcome the struggling healers uh, syndrome. But I want to explain a little bit more about who I'm who I'm talking to here. So. Uh, again, so healers could be coaches and therapists and health professionals and teachers and leaders. You know, some of our up-and-coming leaders are very strong healers or spiritual healers in the world. Um, and then we, we, we can have some political leaders that are doing that, people in the background, innovators, pioneers, um, like I said, artists, all walks of life, uh, people who are writing beautiful you know, books that are that are waking us up and turning us on to um, new ideas. The, you know, scientists who are bringing about awareness of of you know that we're all one. The the quantum physics, et cetera, who are sharing that information. So all this information of all these healers that come together, and and we help shift the energy of the planet, and. So um, what, is a, what is the struggling healer? 
you know, and what, uh, what is this struggling healer syndrome? And to me, it's like I'm, I'm taking this from the starving artist syndrome. Because um, a lot of healers, because a lot of healers are empathic, sensitive, uh, particularly, you know, so when we're growing up, we have these sensitivities, we have these knowings, we have these, uh, we're, we've, we feel our environments around us very deeply. We can feel what other people are feeling. We can see what they need in order to uh, feel better. We just have this, we're, we're like um, highly sensitive to our environments and to those around us. It's like we get a lot of information from that. And growing up, as I know myself and, and as I've, you know, a lot of my clients and, and friends who are, um, who are healers, uh, we think something's wrong with us because we don't necessarily live in a sensitive world. We live in a world that's go, go, go and very driven and fast and is not necessarily um, conscious. A lot of it's very unconscious and it's not, you know, uh, very sympathetic to those who have these sensitivities and this and, and this knowing. And and I want to make it clear that I really know and believe because I live this and I help others do the same. Your sensitivity is an an invaluable gift. So you are not broken. And that's the biggest message I want to say here. You are not broken. There is nothing wrong with you. You have a gift that you are here, and that makes you uh, a healer. You're here to help humanity or the planet, whatever, whatever your interest is. And through that sensitivity, it allows you to see what others cannot see. It allows you to come up with solutions that others can't even imagine. It allows you to um, be innovative and creative in, in ways that other people can't. And it also allows you to use your intuition to connect to source, to connect to those other energies and, and um, find ways to work with them or read the information on it and receive information that then you can then share um, or use in a way that benefits you and everybody else. So as I was saying, the struggling healer, uh, because of their sensitivities, feel weak. They can feel not good enough. So they're, uh, they feel disempowered. They feel unsafe uh, because they're different. They feel different and disconnected and don't feel you know, like strong enough. They feel shy. Uh, they might have been bullied when they were younger. They, they feel uh, overwhelmed with everything that's going on around them because they don't know how to manage their, their environment and their energy and um, not take everything in. And, um, you know, as an adult, they're, uh, they're the uh, struggling healer uh, is more in their head and not in their body because they've learned to come up out of their body because it was too hard to feel everything that was happening around them. And so we come up in our heads, and a lot of us are, we think about the way that we feel. And 
because of our, our reading of energy and our feeling it, we, we process that up in our head energy, even though we're taking it in all over our bodies. But it's, it's, it's made us safer. We, we believed to be thinking rather than to feeling. And so that's actually a disadvantage, and that's one area that um, has to change in order to, to become a wealthy and healthy healer. So, um, and the other thing is, is that we will sacrifice uh, ourselves for others. We make others more important. And part of that is growing up that we found through our survival of feeling weak or uh, not connected, um, that we were good listeners. Uh, We could help people solve problems. So we became the nurturers. We became the ones that took care of other people because there is a sense of survival in that, that, and because we're good at it, and we knew what other people want before they even know it, um, that made us feel valued. So we feel valued nurturing and taking care of others, and as long as we're valued, then we will never be booted out of the tribe, or we will never be abandoned, and people will like and love us if we take care of them, right? And the nurturing, in a lot of ways, is very natural to us because we do have empathy for others. We do have this understanding and this feeling and can put ourselves in other people's situations and see what's going on there and feel greatly for them and and not want them to feel that pain. And I also want to share that struggling healer syndrome, too. It's like um, we, uh, until you learn to manage uh, keeping yourself clear of other people's pain and other people's dramas and all of that energy and, and, and not take it on as your own, um, you um, are, your, your, your body, your whole system gets overwhelmed with everybody else's stuff and you become entangled then in a very unhealthy way with the people that you're working with and um, and your families and the people around you. So you actually lose, in a lot of ways, your own identity because now you have all this other energy that is uh, flowing in and out and um, acting as filters all around you uh, that you are taking on as if they're your own. And so, um, so you're not clear, and the work you're going to do is not going to be um, that uh, as effective as it could be if you were clear. Um, what else do I want to say that about that? Um, we'll get into that. We'll get into that more, or maybe that's just enough. The other thing is, is that growing up as children, depending on what we went on, and a lot of us uh, had a natural propensity to be a healer, and some of us, because of our circumstances in life, having very traumatic things happen um, that were harsh life experiences, um, made us become even more attuned and aware out of safety reasons um, to be be on high alert. So we tuned our sensitivities up in order to to make ourselves feel safe. So say 
that would happen like if you had been abused as a child, uh, if you had alcoholic or drug addicts as parents, um, if you had um, a bipolar parent or somebody with a mental uh, issues that you always had to be sort of on guard about, um, you know, sort of reading the energy. Is it safe for me to go in? Is it safe for me to ask for anything? Is it safe for me to be me? Do I need to go hide? Do I need to go somewhere else? You know, how do I disappear? And so that, too, will help you. Um, that, that has driven some people into being in that healing energy and being highly astute uh, uh, and sensitive. So, and then the other thing that happens, so we're all in this kind of energy, right? That not feeling safe, not, not feeling like we're good enough, not making enough money. We, when we're kids and we're growing up and we don't feel safe, we start to make vows and create beliefs around who we are. And those vows and, and beliefs start to define who we are. And so, like I just said, when we don't feel safe and we feel like, okay, well, if I take care of other people, then other people will take care of me. And so if I make my mom happy or if, I, if, I'm, if I'm a good girl so she won't leave me or so she'll be happy, then everything will be okay. And so we do all these things um, starting with a parent and then it goes further out into the community. You know, well, if I take care of uh, my friend Susie, then those friends will like and love me, and then that just continues on through life. And a lot of times, uh, the struggling healer system, uh, syndrome includes somebody not being able to say, no, no, I can't help you, or no, I don't have time, or no, I need to take care of myself first, or um, you know, no, I'm not going to sacrifice myself at this time. Um, and we get into, like, if we're not perfect, if we don't show up in a way that we're good enough or perfect enough, then we don't deserve to have uh, certain things in our life. And this is where uh, also this, this struggling healer um, he has trouble asking for money because, one, you're, by the time you're older and you're out working and you're, or you're creating a business or it's even still just a hobby uh, for you as far as healing it might be, um, you're not taking yourself seriously enough. You're not understanding your value as a healer. Um, and so you think um, when you're not perfect enough or you haven't done it well enough up to your expectations, then you can't ask for money for it. You can't be supportive because, oh, my God, you know, if I'm taking care of them and then I want them to take care of me, how can I ask them for money? How can I ask for money? I don't want to upset anybody, right, because we think, we're relating money to problems or anger or upset or lack or control or uh, money equals love, you know. And if they loved me, they'd just give me the money, you know. So there's all these childhood programming that gets involved here. I hope this isn't – I just want you to see how your, your childhood programming is – is um, affecting who you are as a healer, as an, as an adult. And the other thing would be like, uh, so what is the value of being a healer today? And, and one of the, the biggest things, and depending on where you live, you know, when people think about healers or 
um, you know, it wasn't long ago that massage, I was a massage therapist, and when I started massage, you know, there was still a lot of sexual massage going on. So when people saw massage, I'd be getting um, calls, you know, early in the morning for, you know, a happy ending massage. (laughs) And um, so having to, uh, you know, re-educate people that there is touch massage that's not sexual that is that is can do wonders for your body and um, um, and is very healing and relaxing and stress reducing and you know etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, so today what's going on is I don't want to say this you know, there there was a time when healing was looked at the way we could say massage, nutrition, um, you know, woo-woo. You know, it would be like, oh, holistic stuff was uh, acupressure or acupuncture or even chiropractics or Eastern practices, uh, meditation, yoga, all of that stuff was looked at as woo-woo. And now science is proving, um, you know, now that how beneficial all of these things are. And uh, so a lot of times healers in the past and stuff were looked at, you know, a lot of healers in the, you know, in the early Americas were were burned as witches. And so... um, and so there's a lot of fear around healers coming out and, and being different because we feel different. We're very right brain, creative, um, although there are some left brains or, or uh, you know, the scientists and stuff, but they've got the creativity. And there's a lot of, there's, there's a, a lot of misconceptions about uh, what it means to be a healer. And we are in a time I really believe this and, and, you know, people I follow and listen to are, are saying this also, where there's awakening happening. And it's like you can't wait for everybody to wake up at once. And there's a lot of the majority of people are sleeping and have no idea that there's this whole, what do I want to say, whole nother, so many more, so much more to life than, than what they're experiencing. And what I really know to be true today and, and why I'm starting to step up and, and talk more and get brighter and louder and uh, more emphatic is um, that the healers are needed and you are such great value. I, I, I really want, like the, like the artist, there, it's like don't take what you do for granted. Everything that you do affects everybody else. And your, and your own healing, so this is like your own healing of taking, the healing requires, number one, you get out of the thinking and come down into your body. And you come down into your body and you own your power that power that's in that second chakra. You own that you have value. You own your personal life force energy. You own the values of who you are as a, as a soul in this human body. 
And you need to be in the body in order to manifest here on earth. And you're here on earth for a reason because you have something very unique to share that's healing for the people around you, whether it's just your family, whether it's your community, whether it's a special group, whether it's the planet in some respects, or uh, whether it's feeding the poor or discovering a uh, new cure for cancer. Um, or whether it's holding meditation circles or, or, or just even thinking of loving thoughts for everybody in the universe. All of those things affects everybody. And here's the thing. When you are coming from a place of being that wounded, struggling healer, you cannot be as powerful and as healing as you can when you do your own healing and become a healthy and wealthy healer. So um, what is healthy and wealthy? Okay, so when we look at, at, at uh, when I work with people, I look at your whole, your whole life, your whole mind, body, spirit. And so it's like looking at uh, your body. Are you sleeping? Are you drinking water? Uh, Are you grounding yourself? Are you spending time in nature? Are you exercising? Are you managing the energy and clearing your energy of everybody else's around you so you know who you are and what you feel like and and you can spend time in yourself and and, uh, go inward and and feel what's there instead of feeling cluttered from from uh, all the other people around you that you're helping Uh, Do you have healthy boundaries? Do you set boundaries with people so that, number one, keeping your boundaries clear and, um, you know, being clear of, of, you know, drama, clear of addictions, clear of, uh, you know, clutter around your home? Do you create spaces that are beautiful that you can thrive in that feel good to you? Are you aware of what you're feeling? instead of just thinking about what you're feeling. Are you grounded in your body, connected to Mother Earth and connected to Source, and not hanging outside of your body, sort of being spacey and in the spiritual realm, which, you know, there's times for that. But the majority of time here on Earth, people need you in your body, being your powerful, beautiful self and doing your work here. Um, So health, again, it's like, what are you eating? A lot of healers have extra weight on them for protection. You don't need to have that protection when you are managing your mind and managing the energy around you and being grounded and having healthy boundaries and really caring for yourself, loving yourself, not um, being highly critical, demanding, um, and, you know, feeling shame or anything about that, you know, when you, that you will drop that weight. You don't need that protection. There are other ways to protect you. And so then you can be vibrant and radiant and, um, you know, out in that world. And, and here's the thing, then you're modeling for everybody else. People are feeling you're in a, you have a lighter, higher energy when you're healthy than when you're not, when you're out at your denser or, uh, you know, you're, uh, what do I say, you're, you um, go into numb or dumb, 
you know, like you're, nobody's home, not there because you don't want to feel something and um, you're overwhelmed. So what's wealthy? So that's part of the health. There's a, there, there's a lot more in there. But wealthy, wealthy is having that rich, turned-on life, the life that you are living from your soul. You are living, uh, doing the things that bring you pleasure. So it's not denying, not um, holding yourself back, not criticizing yourself. It's, it's really like having friends. Uh, doing new things that uh, stimulate your mind. Your mind loves um, new, doing new things. Um, doing things that make you happy. Uh, it means having a meaningful uh, life where you feel you matter. It ha- means having uh, healthy relationships with your partner or husband or and with your friends or your children. Um, again, having healthy boundaries there. Uh, wealthy means, you know, uh, reading, listening to music, you know, again, whatever is most important to you. This is very individual, but a wealthy life, and it means money, having having financial support that comes in from multiple places. You don't have to have a million dollars to to live a wealthy life. You can have a wealthy life uh, being in your being empowered, um, being clear about what you want and going for it. And there's that you can end up doing incredible things and manifesting things into your life um, in ways that are unimaginable. Um, but your life becomes magical. And so that's part of the wealth. Like you always feel supported by source. The money is always there when you need it. And you are growing and expanding and full of love and full of life. So um, so seeing when you were that way, can you just feel that energy? Can you feel like what people, you, you become a charismatic um, energy. You become this energy that attracts to you what it is that you desire, attracts your ideal clients, attracts those, those friends and um, loving relationships that you desire or fun relationships or adventures that you that you want and the things that you want to create in your life. And, and, um, and that energy just vibrates out and, uh, and influences and impacts people so many more just from you being you, from you finding, going through those processes, letting go of all those dense lies, that dense energy, those vows and things that, were, that you took on as a child that are not true about who you are, that are not aligned with who you are, and uh, really honoring that healer and that um, soul that you are. And so, um, so by you doing your own work, and starting to live your life as a healthy and wealthy healer, you will influence so many more people and influence the, the direction of, of humanity and this planet. You do make a difference. Each individual does make a difference. So what can you do? You can do design your life for success. you got to plan for success. If you don't plan for it, if you don't plan for taking care of yourself, if you don't plan for going, getting out in nature, um, if you don't plan for being with your friends, life passes you by. If you don't plan to have money coming in and, and plan what you're going to do with that money, 
it, it won't be there. It's not on your radar. What you put your attention on, you attract. And um, so also, um, and what are the results? If you plan for success and you do and you become a healthy and wealthy um, healer and stop playing, you know, stop playing in this, you've got to sacrifice yourself for others because that's, that's a bunch of, excuse me, bullshit right now. That is, that is an old way. That is no longer useful. We have moved into a whole new dimension and way of being, and it is not about sacrifice, and it is not about suffering, um, and it's all about really each individual taking responsibility for their own healing, and in that process of healing, um, they, they are helping everybody. Now, I'm not saying don't go out and then help other people. No, you're going to do that through the process. You will find your way. In fact, your ways of healing and helping other people facilitate their own healing might even expand into dimensions that you haven't even imagined and doing it in ways that are so much more fun and creative than the dense, heavy ways you were dealing with it before. So there's a lot of creativity to happen here. There's a lot of money to be made around this, and there's nothing wrong with money. And, um, and there's, uh, once you know your value, there's never been anything. Money, money is not a person. Money is not judging. Money is there for you to help you become even more impactful in the world for you to enjoy your pleasures and do those things that you want to do in the world that make you be that dynamic, that um, charismatic, um, that, uh, you know, community member that, that um, contributes to the world in, in your own way. So, um, so, the results of doing this, more money, more happiness, pleasure, stability. You're not going up and down and up and down. Peace of mind. Feel empowered, in control, in control of you, not the world around you, but you're in control of how you respond to the world. You are more impactful, more harmony, more fulfillment, living on purpose, and more love more love for yourself, and more love for others. And that is transforming right there. How incredible is, is it to have all of that? So I'm going to take you through uh, a little tapping session that, I, that I've made up here. And, um, and you can um, do this on your own multiple times, and you can add your own words to it. But I'm combining the Honopono prayer, which is a Hawaiian prayer that's very simple. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Uh, along with the statement, I am enough. Because one of the things that has happened with everybody, just not healers, um, is that most of us live in this reality that we're not enough. We've come up with it. We have such high expectations and a lot of expectations that are unreachable that, um, that, and programming from childhood that have created this sense that we are not enough. And so we're always disappointed and we're criti- critical of ourselves 
um, which is holding us back and creating shame. And we need to really become aware that how we are shaming ourselves and how we are shaming others, and it's got to stop. And we need to start really realizing that we are enough, period. You came into this world enough. There is nothing you need to be, do, or have to be enough. That any other thing that you think that you have to do has been programmed in you. It is not the truth. And so for you to start living that reality, I am enough. And so this will help you do that. Um, So we're going to start at the eyebrow. And uh, for those of you that don't necessarily know what tapping is, it's EFT um, tapping. I don't really want to explain it here, but what I would say is go on to, it stops the fight or flight um, in in your body um, when when you get triggered by something. And so what you would, um, and what you benefit from is a shifting of of the energy and the neural pathways in your in your brain, that so that it, you calm down. So, and if you don't know where the, the tapping points are, you can just go to MarilynO'Malley.com on. I mean, go to uh, I'm sorry, go to YouTube and look up Marilyn O'Malley, and I've got a bunch of tapping uh, tape. Uh, videos on there, and so you can just see where the tapping points are. But I'll I'll say them. Um, we'll do a couple rounds, and I'll tell you where I'm at. So you're going to take two fingers for those of you who are brand new, um, and you're going to take your index finger and your middle finger, and you're going to tap at the inside of your eyebrow, and you're going to say I'm sorry. And when you say I'm sorry. Um, I want you to think like, I'm sorry for thinking that you weren't good enough. You know, so some part of you that that you were thinking was less than, not good enough, not smart enough, not pretty enough, not not thin enough, not, you know, not worthy enough, not good enough, not powerful enough, you know, all of that. So you're just going to say, I'm sorry. And then you think on that whatever comes to mind. Please forgive me. So on the side of the eye. Please forgive me. And you're tapping about five or six times. Under the eye, thank you. And under the nose, right under the nose, I love you. And I really want you to get, when you say say these, like to really have meaning. Be conscious of them. And then you're going to go under the chin, I am enough. And then right under the collarbone, there's a real soft spot on, on either side of the collarbone, just tapping there. I'm sorry. So like the next thing, or it could be the same. I'm sorry for not being good enough, for thinking I wasn't good enough. And then go to the top of the head. Please forgive me. And then we're going to start it all over again, inside of the, of the eyebrow. Thank you. Outside of the eye. I love you. Under the eye, I am enough. Under the nose, I'm so sorry for not thinking you were good enough. Please forgive me under the bottom lip. Collarbone, I love you. Top of the head, thank you. So you can change the the two, two last ones, it doesn't matter. So don't worry if you mess up, you skip a point or 
or you mix you mix up the two bottom ones, uh, you know, whatever it does, it doesn't matter. It's the intention that you're holding. I'm sorry, pop of the eyebrow, for thinking you weren't smart enough. Side of the eye. Please forgive me. Under the eye. Thank you. Under the nose. I love you. Under the bottom lip. I am enough. Under the collarbone, soft spot. I'm sorry for thinking you weren't enough. Please forgive me. Top uh, eyebrow, inside of the eyebrow. Thank you. Outside of the eyebrow, I love you. Under the eye, I am enough. Under the nose, I'm so sorry for thinking you weren't enough or unlovable. Please forgive me. Under the bottom lip, under the collarbone, thank you. Top of the head. I love you. And just stay at the top of the head and say, I am enough. Do the eyebrow. Inside the eyebrow, I am enough. Outside the eyebrow, outside the eye, I am enough. Under the eye, I am enough. Under the nose, I am enough. Under the the bottom lip, I am enough. Collarbone, I am enough. And top of the head, I am enough. And take a nice deep breath. So you can um, play with this. Um, You can add it. You can do it as long as you want. You can, like I said, use different... Use different uh, sayings to it, and just do it until you feel you feel good from it, and you feel lighter, and you feel more expansive. So anyway, I am so thankful that you spent this time with me. I, I really appreciate it, and I appreciate your your um, curiosity about all of this. And I appreciate that you're a healer in the world. We need you right now. And so um, I hope and trust that you will find a way for yourself to heal and to um, take the steps to really start shining your light in, in, in order to do what you came here to do. And if you need any support in doing that, I'm here for you, Marilyn O'Malley at MarilynO'Malley.com. And otherwise, um, live that turned on life that you just so deserve. And you can do it. I know you can. All right. Signing off. Take care. Bye.